This is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What's up, everybody? Briley here. Welcome back to the pod. Excited today for this episode because I had the chance to talk with Big Dave Uwe Ungalale, who has become a real celebrity among Clemson fans. Listen, every time I get on Twitter, my timeline is full of Clemson fans talking with Big Dave. He was very kind to come on with us today, so be sure to give him a follow on Twitter at D.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.I.U.
we're all family. That's how I treat everyone. I call everyone brothers, sisters. You know, it's the way my mom and dad raised us. Um, It's a Polynesian thing. You know, we, it doesn't matter if we just met, if you're showing love, that's all that matters. Cause I believe what you project out there, it's going to come back, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I believe. Hey, that's awesome. Well, we're pumped to have you in the Clemson family. And and listen, we may need to get you a bodyguard then to uh, say no to all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. I, I it, it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, good. The, good. The, the only the only thing I'm, you know, the people around me, you know, <laughs> like, I, I, hopefully they understand, you know. But for me, if a fan is going to walk all the way down from up top to come and take a picture with me, yeah, no way will I ever say no. Heck no. Uh, that's hey, super maybe. cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know a lot of people aren't like that. So, you know, we yeah. appreciate that. That's awesome. No problem. Hey, speaking of your, uh, you know, your, your life as a bodyguard, do you have, I feel like we need to round you out. You're like the nicest person in the world. So tell us like a crazy <laughs> story where you ha- just had to bring the hammer down, you know, when you were a bodyguard. Um, you know, there's not a lot of crazy stories because in bodyguarding, the number one thing is preparation, you know? So we always tend to always make sure wherever we go, we do our due diligence and making sure things run accordingly. So I really, really, really don't have too much crazy stories unless it's like going through a, through a, I, I once had um, Chris Brown, where we're going through a, 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 one of the big hotels in Vegas and it was just uh, nothing but gang members and people yelling out, you know, stuff, game wow. thing. And I had to get him through all of that. You know, that, that that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you can never plan for. <laughs> yeah. Or like a stop, like a, like a stop, let's stop at Walmart. And then Chris Brown walks into Walmart and the whole Walmart shuts down, you know. <laughs> we can't plan for that. But, yeah, you know, um, not really too much, I think, because of the preparation and, and sure. how, how, we, how, we, how we handle situations. Yeah. Well, you're pretty intimidating, so I wouldn't want to cross yeah. you. And I imagine most people feel that way too. So. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny. I tell people there's always, there's two type of bodyguards. There's that bodyguard that has the intimidation factor that, 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 that you know, the deterrent at, when you see him, the, the first impression, that's me. Yeah. The other bodyguard is the one that makes in. Um, you don't even know he's there. Um, he has 16 reasons on his hip why you don't want him, you know. So I'm the other one. I'm the I'm the deterrent. That's what I do. Um, it doesn't even matter if I was, I didn't even it, it, know how to fight or you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. just crazy. They they pay top dollars for a guy that looks scary. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, don't get it twisted. I I mean, 20 years in that industry and doing a great job of taking care of their family. Yeah. And, 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 and there, and, and the client, I've always told a lot of the, the bodyguards that, that are in the business now that I brought in, you take care of your client as if they're your mom and dad. Yeah. You know? Because that, that's, that's how I treat my clients. I don't treat, I don't call them my clients. I, I treat them as if they're the reason why I get to put food on the table, roof over my head and feed my kids. So I treat it as such, you know, I go over and beyond my job duty. And not only do I watch them and make sure they're okay, um, if carrying, you know, they have things to carry, I, I go and grab all their stuff and pick it all up, you know. Yeah. I, I go over and beyond because I want I want them to feel that I'm grateful for what 
you know, what they allow me to do for them and, and taking care of my family. That's awesome. So, so I think that's what helps. I've never had a client disappoint. All of my clients love me to this day, you know, so thank God for that. Yeah, well, you'll, I'll have to learn some of your tricks. You know, I'm like 5'10", 150. So I'm, I'm probably, I'd, I'd have to be the other category of bodyguards, I'm afraid. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, that's cool. Hey, I saw on Twitter the other day that you were uh, uh, hammering out some notes on, on the keyboard. Uh, uh, how long have you been playing piano? Been playing since I was 10 years old. Uh, we, uh, my mom and dad was always involved in church. We grew up in the Assembly of God Church, AOG. And um, we've always been a part of the the um, praise and worship team. Yeah. So I first started on the bass at nine years old. Eventually, transferred over, transitioned to the uh, to the piano about twelve years old, and uh, cool. Been playing ever since. All my brothers and sisters sing and play. Um, it's it's a normal thing at the Wuyangalalees family house. Um, yeah, I've been been playing a long time. I just haven't been playing lately, you know. Um, but been, been a little busy, huh? Yeah, been a little <laughs> busy. <laughs> so but does yeah, been, does DJ but, play an instrument then too? No, he wish he could. I mean, he's always wanted to be involved in music and stuff, so he can't. But his brother does, uh, Mateo. Uh, okay, he plays piano and uh, he's a producer. You know. Um, yeah, and, you said you. You were getting some stuff for a studio, right? When you were playing that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, my son is, is, uh, is, a uh, he could, he, he actually could really be, uh, get serious with the producing. Cause, um, luckily my ties to the, the music industry, I'm um, watching these clients. Um, I've made a lot of friends in the music industry when it comes to executives. Oh to yeah. His record. So it's not hard for me to take my son and sit him in front of a major, major executive, you know, because yeah. I work for their clients. And in this industry, we're all family. So I've taken DJ Mateo to these, these, uh, and he's done very well, played some music with a lot, uh, with some artists and got to meet some big time artists, you know, and, um, that's it's, awesome. It's, it's amazing for Mateo. And, um, he has the great part about him. He has two lanes, you know, he could do the football, or he can do the music, you know. Um, Two good and, um, options. <laughs> yeah. You know, DJ had the baseball and the football. Yeah. He chose football. And uh, I told Mateo, you know, you always have music. Uh, you know, it ain't going to go anywhere. And it's up to you. You're only a sophomore. But yet we're going into these studios with 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 people like Rick Ross, you know. Oh, and man. It's crazy. Yeah. That's you know, crazy. So Mateo, Mateo meeting big time artists and and really could do some really serious, you know, um, business in the music industry. So it's a great situation to be in, to have options. Oh yeah. Well, I imagine meeting big artists like that, it'd be tough not to be pushed in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm just happy for him and I'm happy for DJ. That's, that's where my joy comes from. Just seeing them being successful, you know, so what's like a game day like for you? You know, when he came in, you know, he came, he, he played a few times before Boston college, but how did you find out he was going to be starting uh, for that game? And what was, what were the nerves like on that day? Were you pretty nervous? I, I was at the uh, airport. I was at LAX on Thursday, Thursday afternoon, catching up. That's normally what we do. Uh, catch a flight. 
um, on Thursday, come to the um, to the weekend game, and DJ FaceTime me, and uh, he told me, he said, Dad, guess what? I said, what? I'm starting this week, you know, and then he, <laughs> I, I'm like, what? And, you know, everybody around me listening to me, and are you serious? And, you know, he tells me what happens, and he said, you can't post it. Don't say, at the time, you know, don't say anything about it. Yeah. And and I'm on a plane that's going to, you know, from LAX going to Clinton. <laughs> so I, I have my earphones on and I'm talking and I'm thinking I'm talking soft. No, I'm talking loud. So I said, what? <laughs> Trevor has COVID? What the heck? So as soon as I hung up, people around me are like, are you serious? Trevor has COVID? I'm like, oh, no, no, not that, Trevor. Uh, you know, not nah, shut up. I know you're DJ's dad. I'm like, oh, man. But good thing, the good thing is as soon as I hung up, the the news went out already. Somebody posted on ESPN. It just went out, so oh, it was good. okay. But that's how I found out. I got so I got really excited for him, you know, and uh, I just couldn't wait to get to, to to Clemson that day and just to just to be involved and see all the, all my my Clemson family, you know, there. Um, it was exciting. It was exciting for me for for him. Oh yeah, and he played lights out too. I mean, that's we were excited as fans to see it. I'm sure as as his dad, that was super cool to see for sure. So, when did you know that he was really good at football? Did you play football? Is that kind of where he got the skills? Yeah, well, I, I played. Yes, I did. I played basketball. Okay. A lot. Okay. And I, I I started football after after high school, at um at junior college called Mount Sac Junior College. Yeah. And um. I did pretty well. Uh, got a scholarship to West West Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. The Buffaloes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, played there. It's a D two, and uh, I had a, I had a trial with Chicago Bears. I had a trial with San Francisco 49ers. Okay. I did very well for a big guy. Um, at at 356 pounds, I still remember my my times. At 356 pounds, I ran a five one forty. Oh wow! I had a my shuttle was a four six, and my ten yard dash was a one six. Seriously, I had thirty. I had thirty seven inch vertical. So the thing about me in basketball that everyone knows that know me from when I was young, I was doing three hundred three sixty dunks at three hundred thirty pounds. <laughs> my word. Yeah, pe- people that know me and my family, they're not surprised at what my kids are doing because they remember me as an athlete when I was young. That's you amazing. Know, I, yeah, I've shattered backboards. I shattered like two or three backboards. <laughs> um, I broke park rims when I, when I when I in my heydays. I wasn't just dunking the ball. I was doing acrobatic moves, dunking. You know, like wow. And I loved I loved it because it was it was five of my brothers, and we would go play. And because they see big Polynesian guys. They just assume like, oh, they don't know how to play. But then my brother throws a ball up and I catch it on top of them and dunk them. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell is this? They learn real quick. Yeah, it's just hard to to vision. It, even my kids to this day said, Dad, you couldn't do that. But then they have to hear it from their uncles, hear it from all my friends, hear it from all the family. Like, you know, Big Dave was that guy. Like, he, I remember at, at, at Buffalo, uh, West Texas A&M, uh, the basketball coach didn't believe I could dunk, you know, because <laughs> he's looking at me, 356 pounds, six, four. Nah. So I had slippers on. I said, if I go up there and stand under the rim, I bet you I could vert and dunk two hands. 
And he goes, okay, I'll give you $100 if you do it. And bam, I did it for him. He's like, holy mackerel. You know, but I was a very athletic guy when I was young. It's just that I didn't have the mental capacity of understanding how important it is to work hard for things. You know, yeah. everything came easy to me because I was so talented. So that's why I preach so much to these young kids. Your talent is only going to take you so far. Yeah. I promise you the guy that puts in the work, the guy that is not as talented, but yet he goes and grind each and every day. He will achieve his goal. Trust me. You know, so I am sad that I, I didn't have those mentality what, what DJ and, and Mateo has now, but I am happy that God allowed me to go through those, those, you know, experience that. So now when I had my kids, I made sure they took full advantage of every opportunity, you know, understanding how important it is to go to school, get good grades. You know, that's that's what I'm thankful for, at least, you know. Yeah. And it looks like it's paying off, too, because they're, oh, they're very impressive. I, I, I'm going to tell you, when you asked about DJ, when did I know? Two years old is when I knew. Wow. Um, just playing catch with him, the way he threw the ball back to me. I said, wait a minute. I, I, I was... I played quarterback in high school. It's just I couldn't get on the field because I, I was a kid that always had bad grades because I didn't like school. Yeah. That's why I started playing sports after high school. I kind of grew up. and But in high school, I just never was eligible. And I'm not embarrassed of it. I want people to understand, yeah, there's people out there that struggle in school like me. I couldn't get eligible for nothing. I just didn't wasn't good at school. So, but I could everyone i was i was called the halftime show <laughs> at, at, in high school so after the a halftime show at basketball i would run around and do 360 dunks reverse dunks and everyone's like why isn't he on the team and then a halftime at a, at a at a high school game my brother's game i'll be throwing balls 70 80 yards just like dj oh man it, you know so everyone is like who is this kid this talented <laughs> kid but just never could get on the field Wow. You know, so so when I saw DJ at two throw the ball like that, it's just it was I said, I know this kid has something. I know he's special. So eventually I got him into football, flag football at seven years old. Did amazing then. He was amazing there. Um third grade, uh, first time playing uh Pop Warner football, he had a uh, he in Pop Warner football, that's weighted, you know, they go by weight not age yeah a little bit of age but you got to make the weight limit so because he was always a big kid he had to play with seventh and eighth graders his third grade year that's crazy and i have i have video of that you know i'm glad i recorded it and, and and saved it on youtube so you see him playing with these sixth and seventh graders not knowing that he's only a third grader <laughs> you know it's, it's, it, it, it was tough for him it, you're asking a kid to extend the play and know how to play it was his first time and there were i remember his first game they were teeing off on him just blasting him yeah but i i saw something in him then he he didn't run out and cry he didn't quit he stood there and took it but looked at me with tears coming down and i said are you okay and he shook me said yeah i'm okay and then the coach knew after that game that we needed to change some things because we're asking a third grader to do something a sixth and seventh grader would be able to do, you know? Yeah. So I thank God for that coach that made the change and ran spread and told DJ that um 
from now on, once you touch the ball, you know exactly you're throwing the ball here. You're handing the ball off. You're, that right there, I think, saved DJ because I don't know. He might have. He, he was talking about quitting. And huh. I told D, I told DJ, I said, listen, don't be like your dad. You know, uh, when things get hard, a lot of times I will just quit when I was young. I just want you to finish whatever you start. Whatever you start, I just want you to finish. Even if you finish on a, on a sideline or on a bench, if they make you a D lineman or well, what it is, just finish. So he stuck it out and it was a good lesson he learned. And, and you see where he ended up now. You see. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, we certainly see it and we're looking forward to seeing it for a few more years to come. So yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to ask you about your experience at Clemson so far. I mean, from what I see yeah. on the outside, it seems like you and DJ are DJ are really experienced or, or are, excuse me, enjoying your experience. So as far as your expectations coming into, uh, you know, playing for Clemson, a lot of times in life, expectations fall short of like what the reality is. So has the experience so far lived up or exceeded those expectations or has it fallen short? Like, how do you just feel about everything so far around Clemson? It, it exceeded it. I mean, it, it, I mean, people ask me all the time, are, are, are you OK with your son being way out there? You know what I tell him? I tell him it's like my son went home. Wow. I feel like that's his home. That's where he belongs. I love Clemson. I love the people there. I love what everyone stands for. It's it's the perfect place for a kid like DJ. Um, my son is a kid that will always work hard for his team. You know, it's yeah. not about him. It's always going to be about the team. If you don't know who DJ is, that's who he is to the team. He will always do what's right for the team. He will always want to stand in line and wait his turn and earn his 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 playing time. You know, he doesn't yeah. want anything handed to him. He wants to make sure that everyone is, you know, doing their part and he wants to do his part to help. You know, it's a team sport. That that's what I love the most about DJ. Um he he he'll make sacrifices for his team. Um, if people don't know, last year, DJ played uh, at St. John Bosco High School. At the time, he was the number one quarterback, ranked quarterback in the country. Um, Nike holds a, 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 a camp called uh, Elite 11. The top high school quarterbacks goes to that camp. I mean, it's a, it's a dream for kids to go to that. And the fact that the number one quarterback in the country decided not to go is has never been done. Hmm. And I think never, they, they said it's never been done. And the reason why he didn't want to go was because his goal for, for, for that year wasn't to win individual awards. It was to win the state title, CAF title, and hopefully, you know, the national title. Yeah. That's what, that was a goal. So the reason why he didn't go was because he would have missed six practices uh, with his team which was so important because he just came off of baseball and he, he only had about a month to get ready. And that's, you know, that's, only, Oh wow. Yeah. That's five. That's 20 practices yeah. to get ready for, for the season. So you're asking him to miss almost half. No, DJ understood. He came to me and asked me, you know, dad, what do you think? I, I'm, I'm thinking of not going, you know, my initial thing is me and him been watching that since six, six, seven grade. I was like, man, go. 
Yeah. <laughs> but then I, I didn't say it. I'm thinking it. But then I said, you know what? I said, DJ, whatever you decide, because it's totally up to you. Um, I'm going to support you. And I think if you stay, I think you're doing the right thing. You know, and yeah. he decided he decided to stay. It was his decision. Um, he asked us for advice, me and his mom. And and all, all for me, all I did was just say, I'm going to support whatever decision you make, you know? Yeah. Because DJ tends to make all the right decisions, just so you know. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> he's, so, he's so matured. You're talking about a 19-year-old who's really 27, 28. That guy is so matured, a, a, amazing kid, you know? So, um, so yeah, he, he decided to go and, it all paid off. You know, he, he won the CIF championship. He won the state championship and then, you know, got the national championship and, um, and he was ready to go to Clemson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to him winning a few uh, championships here as well. And I, I, you know, that's, that's my prayers for him. You know, um, when he's out there playing, I'm always nervous, you know, um, yeah. uh, not, not, I tell people not, for for him to to struggle or fail, I I know struggle and failure is part of life. I, I'm not worried about him struggling or not have a good day or have a bad day. It happens, but all I want him to do is be able to make y'all proud. You know, make my Clemson family proud. That's what I you know my worries. Are. I said hopefully my son does well to make you guys proud. You know. And hopefully, I'm pretty sure I think he did that in those two games. (laughs) Yes, you don't need to worry about that. We are plenty proud of him. And we love Trevor Lawrence, but I'm super pumped to see him in the upcoming years as well. No, you know, Trevor, man, that's our leader, bro. People don't understand. That's that's our commander in chief. That's the guy. When Trevor's in there, sorry, man, I just got to be honest. When Trevor's in the game, it feels like a – you know, like you're in a cold day, but then a warm blanket just covers you and makes you feel <laughs> feel good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's how it feels when Trevor's in the game. It's got to be I'm the hair, honest. right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, the guy just makes everybody like, oh, we're all calm now. <laughs> Trevor's in there. He's our leader. We're good to go. I cannot wait for Trevor to get in there and, and, and play against Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, it's I, – I feel – this this is his time, bro. And and DJ to me owes a lot of his success at Clemson because of that gentleman. The way he the way he embraced DJ the, uh, when he came there, the way he took him under his wing and took took care of my son. I cannot thank him enough. Him and his dad and his mom, his family. You know, I, I just thank Trevor so much for all the love that he showed he showed you know dj and my family that game when we lost in notre dame uh trevor comes out at the end and he comes and always comes to hug us and he hugged me and i said right in his ear i said trevor i'm just happy you're back (laughs) (laughs) i told him i'm happy you're back trevor you know he's such a good kid so i truly appreciate him and and i'm that boy's going to show everyone why he's our leader. Oh, yeah. Play on Saturday, next Saturday. He's going to prove it to everybody. All right. So it sounds like you're predicting a Clemson win. 
Oh man, come on, man! You don't play around. <laughs> stupid question, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, no, you're not stupid. It's just I'm I'm Clemson through and through. I don't care who it is, you know. I don't care what the standings are. How I'm not gonna Notre Dame is a great team. <laughs> they got a great team this year, but I just know we're gonna edge it out. We're gonna show them, you know. Yeah, that's what I love to hear. Hey, yeah. I could talk to you for like hours. So I, and it's, we're already going longer than I promised you. So I just got a couple more questions for you. Um, go ahead, I'd hate to hate to let you go without asking about Dabo. And um, yeah. we've, we've seen usually once or twice a season, we see Dabo just catch on fire about something and dig into yeah. somebody like he did Florida State. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then there's, you know, there's a reason why he and his coaching staff um, were able to get you and DJ and your family yes to send him out to Clemson. So what, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard countless recruiting pitches as well. So what makes oh. Dabo and his staff different than all those other pitches that you heard? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, you know, um, a lot of coaches that sometimes tell you what you want to hear, you know, they'll, they'll pitch it to where, what you need, what do you want? We have this, we have that. Yeah. The DJ respects a person when you are like straight up 100 with him. You know, this is, this is how, to me, this is when I taught, when Dabble was, Dabble was, was recruiting DJ. It was more of what, let me put this out first, just so everyone knows. Dabble didn't come out here to recruit DJ. It was the other way around. DJ sophomore year. He was asking, he asked his head coach, I got all the offers in the, in the country. Why don't I have Clemson? So that, that's, that's number one, why I intrigued him. Like, wow. You know, he's like, they're not recruiting him, <laughs> you know? And, and so, so I just want everyone to know that. I'm glad so, he didn't hold that against the coaching staff. Not at all. He actually, that to me, that should show you something about the program. They feel very confident in themselves to say, look, I don't need to come for you. you if you want to be, a, that's that's the whole thing about Dabble. That's what I felt. I, it, it, it was more of, this is Clemson. This is who we are. This is why we are successful. So if you want to be a part of this, you can come out here and show us how much you want to be a part of this. Yeah. You know, that's what, to me, that's what, I liked, I really loved about Dabble, you know, yeah. just that, that confidence he has in his program, knowing that, you know, they will come the, the five stars. Cause I'm, I've, after knowing him for a while now, he, he's always told me he's never built his program on five stars. What yeah. he built his program on was great kids with great parents. Mm -hmm. That's what he built it with. He could be two star, three star, it doesn't matter if he was a great athlete, he had a he had a good character and a mom and dad is, you know, or just a dad or the mom were great, you know, great people, a great fit for the program. So that's what happens when you build a great program like that. Then it attracts the five stars because of the success, yeah. you know. So that's to me what what for me, I, I it just the way they went about the whole situation. And then the clincher, you know. That was the only one that that really opened up about his faith. Yeah, that was the just so you know, DJ's first trip there. In his heart, he told us he committed there. Wow! The first day he was there. 
Wow. Because of talk, talking to Dabble. He said, Dad, when Dabble spoke about his faith, he said he felt the Holy Spirit come over him. And he knew that this is where he belonged. So I'm just telling you, he was locked in all the first day that DJ went there. Wow. So the only reason why he didn't commit there, because he wanted to honor his mom and dad by having us come there first to visit before he was going to commit. That's amazing. You know, th this is the type of kid what I'm talking about. Yeah. This kid is, is very collective in his thinking, always wants to do the right thing, but yet wants to honor the people that helped him to, to, to pave the way for him to be there, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I, you know, I can't speak enough about TJ, you know, I'm just, to me, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like me and his mom are so blessed to have him as a son. He made it so easy to be his parent, you know, um, I think I, I was more of a <laughs> distraction than he was. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you, you hear him; he blocked me on Twitter, and you know he doesn't. He doesn't do it, um, you know, like in a mean way. He understands that. See, my son always wants to not see the. See, for me, I'm always like if somebody posts about the rankings or something good about my son, I repost it. Oh yeah. So he, he does not want to see all of that. <laughs> So, you know, but, you know, he, so he's, he just wants to stay focused, you know, and I'll, yeah. I respect him for that. He's a good kid. And, and I'm just so, I'm so happy that I get to share him with Clemson. Yeah. Know, and that he's there playing for an amazing coaching staff, amazing school, amazing people. Oh, I love everyone in Clemson. I, I rock around that town and, People will stop and take pictures, you know, and I, I want them to know I, I, I'm honored, you know. Yeah. You're never, uh, uh, at, I'll never feel like, you know, bothered in any way. And then I'll do whatever, whatever you need me to, if you need help, you know, anything. I'm always there trying to return the favor. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we love that. I mean, that's awesome. Listen, maybe sometime we'll have to take a picture. You know, the next time we get, I get to go to a game, we'll connect and uh, I'd love that hey, for sure. So let me know, brother. All right. Let well, let me ask you one more question. And uh, I, I mean, I didn't know that you were going to be coming on the coaching staff. You've become like the recruiting coordinator for Clemson. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you tweeted out that you were sitting next to the nation's number one recruit, Corey uh, Foreman. And uh, you seem to indicate as well that you had something to do with him canceling his visit to LSU. So can we expect to see Mr. Foreman in a Clemson uniform next semester? I, you know, that's the plan right now. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm just doing my part um, by spreading the news. The good news is what I call it. Yeah. You know, to these players, um, letting them know, like, what better place to come than Clemson? You know, to oh, me, yeah. it, it's all about development. That's first and foremost. You know, if any kid, you know, I, I get it. You want a great experience. But you're, not only will you get that great experience here, but you'll get ready for the next level. Yeah. You know? and, and that's, and, and definitely school, you know, that's first and foremost, they'll get you, they'll get you graduated in three years. I mean, that's the plan that all the, uh, to me, what DJ and all the football players are, you know? So it's, that's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a recruiter, but I am a, I, I am a person that's just trying to spread the good news, you know? Um, yeah. It, they have any questions 
you know, I, I tell them the truth, how it is there, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm praying and hoping he, 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 he loved it. He loved his trip there. Him oh, good. Mom and dad. They had a good time there. You know, they had a really good time there. And, um, and, you know, just hopefully, uh, it, it's really hard for him to, to make the decision, you know? Um, oh yeah. But, but, uh, um, like his mom said, and I told him, I said, Hey, you know, you just leave it to God and you got to pray on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pray on it. He'll give you, and I, and I throw it in there. He'll give you the answer because, you know, in heaven is orange and purple up there, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't know that, but now I do. That's good to know. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I just try to give him hints, you know, you know, with him, you know, but he's such a great, he is a kid that belongs to me at, at Clemson. He has the attitude. He has the characteristics of a kid of Clemson. He's yeah. such a big hearted guy. Will work hard. He'll work his butt off. You know, I have a facility called Winner Circle. Um, Winner Circle, Winner Circle Athletics that I, I, I uh, that I do more. I do a lot of work for them, and um, I'm a part of the uh, staff there. And uh, he trains there. So okay, you know, it, it's it's a. I know a lot about him. And I know a lot of a lot of other five star players that train at that at, at that facility with us. And um, you know, I'm always gonna spread the good news, buddy. That's what I like <laughs> to hear, man. Well, I'm sure Dabo doesn't mind that one bit. Not and at uh, all. we don't no. mind it. So keep up the good yeah. work. All right. Well, I, like I said, I could talk to you for hours. This has been so much fun and you were very gracious to come on with us. And uh, no problem. I, I appreciate the time and I look forward to one day maybe bumping into you uh, on game we're, day. We're going to meet, buddy. Um, whenever you're at the game, just hit me up, brother. You know. All right. Well, perfect. No problem. We go, we go get some lunch or something, man. Oh, man. I love the sound of that. I will absolutely take you up on that. Uh, it'll probably yes, have to be next season, unfortunately. Okay. But okay, we'll watch Dabo or excuse me. We'll watch a DJ start at quarterback and crush. We'll, he'll, uh, you know, walk through the ACC with ease and uh, we'll catch lunch yeah. sometime. Hey, you know, you still got a, you still got a battle. I, I, you know, I pray to God that he, you know, he's a starter next year and I know he would do well. I know he would do well as a good kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think he's already answered those questions. He he'll definitely be good, uh, and we're very excited about that. So, yeah. hey, Big Dave, thanks for the time so much, and uh, have you're a welcome. safe trip. I assume you're coming out here for the for the ACC championship. Yes, I can't wait. All, all right. Well, thanks for your prediction as well. So, have a safe trip, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. You too, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thanks. all in on the best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review. 